Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. And uh, the series that we're in, we're actually ending tonight. It's a series that we've been in called Born to Lead. Now, I'm going to give you permission tonight, permission to do something, uh, but, but it requires trust. So l- I, I just, I need you to say yes or no. Please say yes. Can I trust you? Yes. 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 Some, some people are like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can trust me for sure. Um, I'm giving you permission tonight, if you don't have a Bible or you didn't bring notes, uh, to get your phone out and prepare yourself to take notes. Uh, this is something that I'm, I'm just going to like keep, keep pushing or maybe start pushing again. Um, but like having a Bible is kind of a big deal because uh, God wants to actually speak to you through his word. And uh, there's something about having a Bible where you can write and you can highlight and you can underline. I'm all about the electronic Bible, uh, but there's something about having an actual Bible for yourself. And, and there's power in taking notes. You, I'm not just making this up. Let me give you just a, a quick, just food for thought. The very first thing, someone say first thing. First thing. The very first thing that God told kings when kings were uh, brought, brought into the equation, he said, I want you to go write for yourself a copy of the law so that you can have this not just in your hands, but in your heart. There's power in writing down what it is that God is speaking to you. There's something about writing down the things, not, not notes so you can be a good little boy or a good little girl and be like, God, look, I, I, I have all these notes from church, but no, so something happens in your heart. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent of notes. Uh, I think that people think pastors like aren't real people or like don't actually apply things because I was in the front row just just t- taking notes like crazy on Sunday. Pastor Yule was preaching and this guy of church goes, oh my gosh, like you take notes? I'm like, yeah. I don't just tell you, I take notes because notes are a big deal. So I would encourage you to take notes tonight, whether it's on a piece of paper or your phone. Uh, but we're in this series called Born to Lead. And here's the whole premise of the series. Every single one of us in this room we are leaders. Matter of fact, let's have a little fun just with, with a little umph, a little, little bit of uh, uh, conviction in your voice. Just say, take, take your finger, point yourself, say, I am a leader. I am a leader. We, we've been talking about leadership is not a title. It's not a position. It's not charisma. It's not, you know, being popular or awesome. Leadership is simply recognizing I have something to, to give. God's deposited something within me and I have something to give. I have, I, hold, I have value. God's given me something. The simplest definition of leadership that I can think of is helping someone, whether it's through example, encouragement, whatever it may be, helping someone get from where they are to, to where they need to be or could be, but could not get there on, on their own. All of us, God has said, hey, I've deposited something within you, and now I'm calling you to lead people closer to me. Matthew 20, 19 through 20, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 20, 21, I believe something in there where it says we are the uh, Christ's ambassadors. Jesus said, go into all the world and tell people the good news about me. You are my representative to the world. And all of us have gifts. Like just, this is random. This is not in the notes because I don't have notes tonight. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. But uh, anybody, you have like a weird, unique gift or talent you'd 
just like would would, would want to share with like something random? No, nobody. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, Noah. You can make a three-leaf clover with your tongue. Uh, you want to come and show us? Yeah. Like just like I've I've never seen this before, right? Here. Matt can double dutch. You can make a three-leaf clover. Let's let, let's see this unique, weird, odd. Okay, skills, man, skills, skills. Thank you very much. Big round of applause for Noah and the, the tongue skills. But we all have gifts. We all have talents. We, we all have things that God's given us, and he's given them to us for the purpose of building his house and reaching people. That's why God's given us what we've been given. We're stewards. And, and we've all been called to lead. We've all been called to play our part. We've been talking about in this series how we've all been called by God. We've all been qualified by the finished work of Jesus. So it doesn't matter what we have or have not done. We are forgiven. We are righteous. And we've been given the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to actually begin to live that out. We talked about a few weeks ago our need for vision. And last week we talked about being an example. What I want to talk about this week and um, that's why I'm encouraging you to take notes because I don't fully know what I'm about to say and I'll get there in, in a moment. But I want to talk about this week about, um, about starting to, to live, someone say live, in alignment with God's calling. And let me say it this way. Uh, I want to talk about walking worthy of the call of God on your life. I want to talk about a, a new level of living. Uh, anybody by show of hands, you like me, you love Chick-fil-A? You know, if, um, if you don't like Chick-fil-A, I categorize you uh, with people that uh, are like cat lovers. I don't understand you. I'm praying for you. I think there's something wrong with you. You need Jesus. Um, I love Chick-fil-A. And one of my all-time favorite Chick-fil-A experiences, I, I may have told you the story before, but, but Jenny and I, we were at Chick-fil-A with our kids. We were e eating our food. And, um, and this, this kind young high school kid comes over and like, hey, can I take your tray? Can I clear your trash? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I go, hey, thank you so much. And when I said thank you, come on, all together, what did this young man say? My pleasure. My pleasure. And I, I don't know. I was just feeling a little bit uh, mischievous, I guess. And so he walks away. I go, hey, hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. He goes, y yes, sir. I said, uh, is it really your pleasure? <laughs> and and he, he looks around for his boss. He goes, Nah, dog, it's just my job. And then he kept moving, and I'm like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but but it's, it's a great picture for me of like, hey, this is not my preference. I don't want to be picking up your trash. It's actually not my pleasure. It's actually not my preference right now. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to be doing this, but I have received a job. I, I have received a responsibility. I, 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 have a, I have a uniform and a name badge and a smile to prove it. I've, I've received, and because I've received something, now I have the responsibility to align my living with what I've received. Why is it in our culture that we think if we feel it, if we think it, if we want it, that it's our right to have it? Like we say some stupid stuff, by the way myself included. People say some dumb stuff, especially on social media. P people do dumb things. People do things that are so out of alignment with what they actually believe and, and, and their true nature. But a lot of times it's because we go, well, it's, it's my right. I have, the, I, I have the right to do and say and feel and think. But the reality is 
We won't read this tonight, but Ephesians chapter four, verse one, Paul says this. The reality is Paul, Paul goes, hey, I'm, I'm begging you that you would walk, you would live worthy, or, or really it means this, in alignment with the call of God that's on your life. God has called us as we receive this call to align our living. Now, I mentioned a couple of times I don't really have notes because um, I, I don't have notes. I, I didn't really feel, um, shouldn't say I, I didn't feel like I, like I didn't want to. Um, I just didn't feel like impressed to like sit down and prepare a sermon this week. Um, but I have a verse and I have a sense in my heart of, of what I want God to say. And the reason I pulled this stool over here is because in my mind, it might not work out like this. Have you ever thought of something and then you did it and it's like, ah, it wasn't as good of an idea as I thought. Like in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I just want to share tonight like I'm at a coffee shop. But here's the reality. We're not at a coffee shop and this seat is kind of uncomfortable and I kind of do wish I did have a podium or a table, but we are going to make it through. Romans chapter 12, verse two. I want you to get your Bible out and go to Romans chapter 12, verse two. Uh, it's fine. I'll, I'll make it. I'm good. Romans chapter 12, verse uh, one and two. Uh, it's where I want to read tonight. I don't have a title for the sermon. I don't have notes. And so I am like, encouraging you take the notes of what God is speaking to you through what, what I'm about to say. But really what I want to do is I kind of just want to share what I have a sense from the Lord that he, he wants to say. And when I think about it, here's kind of how I think about it. I think about it like if you and I were to go to a coffee shop. Now, by show of hands, anybody in this room, you actually do like coffee. Okay, a couple people, okay. Um, on the count of three, why don't you just, just you, you can yell at me, you can, you, you can holler at me. Um, if we were to go anywhere to sit down and have a conversation, where would you want to go? One, two, three. Bojangles. Did I hear Bojangles? Did someone, did, 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 like, what? Not, not me, y'all. Um, <laughs> Bojangles, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, what, 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 wherever you want to go. Let's pretend like, we're, like, like we're, we're there tonight. So in your mind, get your drink, get your ice cream, get your chicken biscuit, Garrett, and uh, get your molasses and your sweet tea and um, saddle up. And, uh, and, and, and I want you to think tonight, we're just hanging out. And, and, and we're hanging out and you're asking me this question. Hey, what, what's God been doing in your life? And I'm asking you the question, how, how do you think that God can begin to change your life? Because when we talk about walking worthy of the call of God, here's one thing that I just want to make really clear tonight, because I think it really takes the pressure off. Anybody, have you ever felt pressure to do something you didn't think you could, like, I don't, uh, I want to take the pressure off. And, and I will back my statement up here, here in a moment. But I do not believe we have the ability, positive or negative, to change ourselves. We're going to see this here, here in a moment. But we, we don't have the ability to go, all right, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Line in the sand, be a different person. Ah, uh, the Bible is actually pretty clear that we, we don't have the ability to just go, that's it. I'm a different, but what we do have the ability to do is dictate and determine the posture and position of our life and what and who we allow to influence and change us. Here's what I want to take the pressure off tonight. And I want to kind of propose this question. God, if you're calling me to walk worthy of the call, if, if there's a new level of living, how do I actually do that? Like just by show of hands, it could be spiritual, it could, it could be unspiritual. How many of you tonight, along with me, I'm gonna raise my hand, you could agree with me 
there's at least one thing, probably more like 10 things in your life right now that you wish you could change, but you just don't know how. I'm, I, I probably got 35 things. And, and if you were to go, hey, like Brandon, we're here at Chick-fil-A eating chicken biscuit, drinking a sweet tea with some molasses. Um, like what, what, what's God been doing in your life? Here, here's what God's been doing in my life. I'm not very pleased or content with, with myself these days. And this is not about me. I'm not like projecting on you. Like someone get a couch, so I'm gonna lay down and you are my therapist. Like that's not, that's always weird when pastors are like, I just wanna like, I wanna vent. But, but in all reality, there's, I don't know, like there's, there's thoughts, there's frustrations, there's character traits that I have noticed in myself that I'm like, that's not, Brandon, that's not who God wants you to be. That's not who you're supposed to be. That's not what, that's not what God's called you to, to live. Like that, that's, that's, that's not you. And yet I find myself drawing lines in the sand and then repeating the same behavior or thought or whatever it may be. And if you were to say, Brandon, what is it God's doing in your life? God is bringing me back in these recent weeks to the beginning, the starting point of how he really began to change me. And I want to read you this, Romans chapter 12, verse one through two. Here's what Paul writes. Paul, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, I, I don't know really why he uses that word so much, beseech, but it's kind of a cool word. I beseech you. Like, like I, I, that's going to be my, my new word. Hey, I, I beseech you to come to summer camp with me, Garrett. It'll be a grand time. I'm beseeching you tonight. You sign up for summer camp. It's going to be amazing. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. There's a man in our church named Dr. Bill Morgan. And I, I think anytime that I'm preaching, I'm like, Dr. Bill, you should be preaching because you got a lot of good stuff to say. But I heard him say this one time. He said, you know, the, the, the difficult thing about a living sacrifice is that it's always trying to crawl off the altar. Isn't that a great picture of our life? He says, present your life as a living sacrifice un, un, uh, uh, unto God. Man, our tendency so often is we're like, God, you have all of me. And, and then when it starts getting warm, when it starts getting hot, when it starts getting real, we, we try to crawl on, on off the altar. But Paul goes, no, no, I want you to just recognize right here that, that, that we're to lay our life down and say, God, my life is not my own. My life belongs to you. Offer your body, your life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Listen, which is your reasonable service. It's, it, it's your reasonable. It just makes sense in, in light of everything God has done that you give yourself to God. Now, now Paul's going to go, here's how you do it. He says, do not, someone say do not. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's a pastor named Jabin Chavez, and I heard him, him say this quote this week, and it just, it, it stuck with me. He said, nobody, nobody lives in the will of God because they want to. No, no, nobody draws a line in the sand and goes, all right, that's it. I'm living in the, no, no, no one lives in the will of God because they want to, but rather we live in the will of God because we renew our mind and our renewed mind leads us into the will of God. 
if, again, if you're taking notes, I don't have points tonight, but if, but, but if I had a point, I think my first point would just be, be this, that you're either being conformed or transformed. There is no neutral. That, that's kind of the amazing thing and the difficult thing about like this journey that we're on becoming more like Jesus is that there really is no neutral. Like there's never a point in time that we just sit down and it's like, you know what? This is a really good spot. I'm feeling really good about relationship with God. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm doing a lot of good things, not a lot of bad things. So I'm just gonna, there, there, there's no neutral. Right, right now, real time, real time, right now, either you're being conformed or you're being transformed. Can we just, can we just take a minute to pause, ponder, consider, would you ask yourself internally right now, Am I being conformed or, or, or am I being transformed? Let me give you a little bit of a definition. Maybe it'll help you. The, the word conform, what it really means is it means to be shaped from the outside, from the outside. Uh, circumstance, situation, people, outside influence, environment. To be conformed is to from the outside to allow the outside to, to shape you and press you into a mold. And Paul says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this, uh, of this world. I heard someone say this one time. They said, when, when you allow the world to conform you, what you are doing is you're giving away all of your authority. You're, 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 you're giving away all, all, all of your decision-making power. You're giving away all the authority that Jesus has given you and, and you, you become a victim to circumstance, situation, people, processes, and environment. And, 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 and the difficult thing about that is that you really do not have any more decision-making power. You just have to be, be conformed or change or go with whatever is currently happening. Paul goes, don't, don't be conformed to the, to the pattern of this world, but rather be transformed. This word, this word transformed is kind of interesting. This is a very simplified definition, but really what it means is it means to be changed from the inside by an internal re reality. To be changed from the inside by an internal reality. So I, I'll, I'll just ask, ask the question again tonight. Are you being conformed or are you being transformed? Right now, currently, if, if, if we were just to look at our life and, and look at, look, 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 look at our, our, our words, our thoughts, our power, all, all that stuff, and God, am I, am I allowing you from the inside to convince me of your reality and the truth of your word and, and change me and, 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 and mature me and mold me and shape me, or, or is my life... Is it constantly being pressed and molded by whatever is happening on the outside? I'm 33 years old. I have been doing ministry. I don't know why I did air quotes. I don't know why I did that. Um, do you do weird stuff with your hands, by the way? Anybody else? Like I talk with my hands a lot. The weirdest thing I've ever done with my hands is um, I like to like like you know do like little motions. And so <clears throat> I was at a Mexican restaurant and I wanted some lime for for my tacos. And and the waitress comes to the table. And, and I go like this, can, can I have some more limes? <laughs> and and I'm be, because in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna squeeze the lime onto the taco. And I'm like, can I get some limes? 
And my wife goes, what are you doing with your hands? I'm like, I don't know, actually. I don't, I'm not, I'm just, so I don't know why I did this. But I, I've been in ministry for, for 12, 13 years or something, something like that. And can I tell you that still to this day, I have moments and seasons and times where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm being conformed right now. Like real time present, I am being, have you ever been in a circumstance or situation like with a friend group or in a social setting where all of a sudden you start talking different and, and all of a sudden you start like, like even like talking about subjects you don't normally talk about, you find yourself like you're, you're starting to think, I remember one, one time Jenny and I, we, we were at dinner and we were at dinner with some friends of ours um, who are not believers, some friends of ours who they, they do not believe in Jesus and their life is very different than our life. And we're just talking. And, and, and all of a sudden, like, you, obviously no one's married. Um, but when you get married one day, you'll experience this. Um, when you say, like, stupid stuff, when you say dumb stuff, sometimes you get a little, like, little, little pinch under the table. And, I, and I'm talking, and, and all of a sudden, I feel like my leg, my wife just, like, grabbed my leg. And I'm like, and so, you know, the, the, the conversation changed. And a friend went to the restroom, and I said, hey. Like, why are you? And she goes, Be, because you're talking and you're saying things like you don't even agree with that. What was happening? Real time in this moment, because I'm, I'm just trying to like keep, I'm, I'm being conformed. And we do this all the time. We, we, we let our life, the way we think, the way we talk, the way we pray, all of a sudden we're just conformed. Sometimes it's like, I, we, we think about this verse, it's like, yeah, don't be, don't let bad people affect you. But sometimes it's just circumstance, isn't it? It's like you're going through a difficult season in life and all of a sudden just the season, the circumstance, it starts changing your, your mind, your thoughts, your, your words, your attitude. And Paul goes, be transformed. Don't be conformed, but rather let God do something in you. And how, how do you do that? Number two, you could jot this down if you're taking notes because we're very point-centric. I know I've, I've made us to be that way. But, but number two, you could just jot this down that it, it happens by, by the washing of our thinking. Paul says, don't be conformed, Romans chapter 12, verse two. He says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but rather, Romans chapter 12, verse two, up on the screen, it says, but rather be transformed by the renewing, by, 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 by the cleansing, by the washing of your, of your mind. How is it that I'm transformed? I am transformed by changing, by washing, by cleaning my thinking, my mind. How, how, how many of you would, would, would agree with me that it would be disgusting if you only took a shower once a year? If you only took a shower once a month? If you only took a shower, it's like, like once a week, man. Like that, that's, that's, but, but so often what happens is we, 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 just let, we just let our mind, we let our thinking, we, we let our life just get, get so dirty and so impacted and so cluttered by, by outside influence, by what's happening in life. By, and Paul goes, listen, you're not going to win like that. You, you'll be changed to the degree that you allow God to wash you and clean you and ch change you. Or the Bible says this, that as a man thinketh, so he is. It's our thoughts. 
It's, it's the way that we think and view and process life that determines the actions and character. It, our, our thinking is a big deal. Brandon, how is it? How is it that, that, that I, I renew my mind? Here, I'm going to give you just three, three thoughts or three, three things. But, but number one is the, the, the most important. It's the starting place. It's God's word. It's prayer. It's worship. Now, now, why is it that I put God's word number one? Again, I'm not giving you a bunch of scriptures tonight, but, but here, here's why. And you'll just have to trust me. Because when we go to prayer and we go to worship first, we have a tendency to pray our feelings, our flesh, our desire, are, are and, and don't get me wrong, like there's a whole book called Psalms and it is a book about Dave, of David and David is literally just lamenting, God, life is terrible. Life's, like some of the Psalms are pretty ridiculous because David's writing things like, God, these people, I hate them and I want you to kill them, <laughs> to just wipe them out, kill their dog, kill their cats, for sure kill their cats. I want you to take your foot and stomp on their, just kill them. I hate them. But, but, but then what David, David always comes back around at some point and, and he always secures or anchors his feelings with what God's word has said. With the, with the, the, the review, this is one of the things, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, I think is what it is. But, but, but it says this, that, that when we pray the will of God, we have confidence that God hears us and that God answers us. How do we know God? We know God's will because we have his word. How, how can I accurately worship and, and proclaim and declare God's praises if I don't have a revealed understanding of who he is? I always start with, God, with God's word because it's God's word that gives me the, the revelation of who he is and the promises he's given me and the identity that I now have in him. And so I can go to prayer and I can thank him and I can praise him and I can vent my feelings. God, I feel like this. This, this is the worst. They're out of Chick-fil-A sauce. My life is over. Help me, God. But then, but then I'm anchored because I, I go, God, this is how I feel. But I just thank you right now that although I feel this way, your word says man shall not live by Chick-fil-A sauce alone, <laughs> but by every word that you've, it, we, 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 have to, we have to have an anchor. How, how we renew our mind is we spend time reading God's word. Like, I, I'm, can, can I make a bold statement without offending you? And if I offend you, can you please come tell me I offended you so I can offend you by affirming my bold statement? Can I, can I do that? I'm just kidding. Come on. But I, 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 I really do believe this. If, 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 and, and nobody in here, obviously, so just somewhat, somewhat random person. But, it, but if someone goes, nah, I really have no desire, no need to just really, you know, renew my, my thinking with God's word. The, I, I think the reality is that there's nothing that I can do to help that person and, and really even nothing that God can do to help that person. Well, well hold, hold on, Brandon. Isn't God a, no, God's a miracle working God. And God will meet you right where you are no matter what every single time. But did you know that God's not just a miracle working God, that God is a principled God? 
and, and that God wants to meet you where you are and he wants to deliver you and he wants to set you free. But then every single time from the Old Testament to the New Testament, he will come back and say, now start renewing your mind and feeding on my word. You, you can write this down if you're, if you're taking notes in your phone or your, or your, your, uh, your, your journal, but, but jo- Joshua 1.8, he goes, Joshua, meditate in my word day and night that you may be able to be strong and courageous and walk in it. All through, through, through the book of Proverbs, I, I journaled this morning in Proverbs chapter two, um, and I don't remember the exact verse, forgive me, but in Proverbs chapter two, the, 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 the Bible says that when God's word, when the wisdom and understanding of God's word enters your heart, that it causes uh, uh, um, discretion and understanding to protect you and guard you, to keep you on the ways of, of truth. Bible says in Jeremiah, Jeremiah goes, God, when, when, I, when I found your word, I ate it, I consumed it. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, all scriptures God breathed and it's useful to teach me and correct me and train me. He, he, Hebrews 4 says that God's word is living and active and what it will do is it will open me up and do surgery on the inside. Why can I be so bold to say that if I have no hunger or desire or, or conviction for God's word that I'm stuck because all through the scripture, God goes, I wanna meet you I want to save you. I want to deliver you. I want to help you. But then I want to feed your belly and change you from the inside out through the power and the truth of my, of my word. Paul, Paul goes, don't, don't, be conform- don't let life form you and press you and, and, and change you. No, let God change you from the inside out by washing and renewing and cleaning and cleansing and changing your, 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 your thinking. I'm gonna read you this verse. I know I said we'd only do one verse tonight, but I wanna, wanna read you two, two verses. Philippians 4, eight. listen to what this says. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's anything good in them, anything praiseworthy in them, think about those things. This is, by the way, this is right after Paul goes, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, just go to God and pray. Go to God and pray and, and allow the peace of God to guard your heart and then go set your mind on the good things of God. But Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians, I don't remember, I it's somewhere in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter four, I believe it is. Paul says this. He goes, even though my outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed and strengthened. Did you know that it is possible to be going through hell and yet be be revived and renewed from the inside out? Paul goes, man, even when my outward man is perishing, and I'm being pressed. Whoo! I'm being renewed and refreshed every day. From within. How, how, how do I renew my mind? I set my thinking on the things of God. I start with God's word and I start consuming it. I start reading it. I start journaling and writing down what God's saying to me. And then I spend time praying and I spend time going to God. I, I spend time listening to worship. I was talking to, 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 to Matt Tillery before church and we we're talking about his job and how he spends so much time alone in his job because of the nature of what he does. And, and he was talking about how, how he's had all these radical encounters with God just like uh, alone. And I don't remember if I said this or not, but 
I think, think I did. But what's, what postures Matt to have these radical encounters with God, just driving in the car, listening to worship music, is because he has a heart full of God's word. Because he has a revealed understanding of the truth of God's word. So even when he's not sitting in front of a, of a preacher or, or, or a Bible, that he, he has the ability to meditate and think on and allow him, his life to be changed from the inside out because of, what, because of what's in his heart. Number three, last one, and then we, 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 we can be done tonight. But we have to remember that it takes, it takes time. It takes time. We got to remember that it, 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 take, it, it takes time. Um, I, I, I hate to put, put her on the spot, and so I will be very vague and generic, but uh, me and Christina Kretzik, awesome leader, had a great conversation this afternoon, and, and she, she, she was sharing something about just like, like growing up and how there's like things that just growing up in her house, like she didn't even realize that that, that pattern was even like there because it's just, it's just automatic. Like, do your families do any weird things? Like, do, do you got, your family's got any like weird foods they eat or like weird things they do that one day you're going to have a friend over or you're going to get married and someone's going to look at you like, you're an alien. You are so weird. Like, why do you, I, I, I didn't even realize that I was like that be, be, well, because it just over the course of time, I, 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 I just, that's, how, that's who, who, who I became. You know, the same thing is true with, with renewing our mind, that it's not an overnight process. We don't go, all right, I'm going to read my Bible tomorrow morning, and I'm, I'm going to think about this scripture, and then tomorrow I'm going to be, no, no, it's, it's a process. And does God do miracles? Yes, he does. Is God a miracle working God that can meet us and radically change us? Yes, he is. But he's also a principled God. And he says brick by brick, layer by layer, line upon line, precept upon precepts, day by day by day by day, he changes and renews our minds and our thinking. Random question. Do you have a friend that's really annoying? I, 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 I'm just curious, feel, 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 feel free to yell at me. Kimberly, would you come play the keys and close because we're running out of time. Uh, feel free while Kimberly comes up, just yell at me. What is an annoying habit that a friend, that one of your friends has? Just so, someone yelling at me. Interrupting. Interrupting you, okay? Complaining. Complaining, okay. Another annoying habit. Uh, eating, uh, how, about, uh, how about anybody, do you got a friend, maybe you are this friend, that eats their food like this. Oh. Dusty Goddard, he's an awesome man in our church. One of, no, no, he doesn't. One of his biggest pet peeves in all of life is people that chew like that. And so if I think about it, anytime I eat with him, I'm like. Uh. Here is a really annoying habit that I have. And uh, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. This is an annoying habit. I really am, am trying to get better. I can't help but see all of life through the lens of God's word and, and God's kingdom. I can't help it. Like, okay, this is, 
low-key embarrassing, but at the same time, I'm like, that's right. Um, I, ro- I, I, in a comical way that I felt guilty about and apologized, I roasted uh, two of my friends last night on Marco Polo. You don't even know what Marco Polo is because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, because you're so young and cool, and it's like TikTok for old people. Um, it's like Snapchat for old people. So sorry, sorry. Uh, geez, this guy, man, just this guy. Okay, but... But so like kids camp's coming up and, and we got we got these two these friends and they they mark us, they're like, oh, kids camp, geez, just saw that there was a deadline. It's so expensive. It's like, it's so much money. Like I didn't even know about it. And so like I got a little bit, you know, like I'm a pastor, like I'm all about camp. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm marking it back. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, you know. You know, I just think about, you know, I, I don't got money to send my kid to camp because like I gotta, I gotta send them to soccer, and I gotta, you know, pay for dance recital, and I gotta make sure we got Carowinds passes, and I'm, I don't, I don't got money to be investing in their, in their spiritual life, and, and I, I just kind of like started like low key roasting them, and then I'm like, I'm so sorry, that was inappropriate, but, but my, my point is though, like I just see everything through the lens of, I don't know, this is what the Bible says, yeah, I don't know, this is. Like, that's not kingdom-minded. And it's kind of annoying because I can be that guy that's like, dude, we get it, you're a pastor, please shut up and eat your, eat your burger. But, like, I, that didn't happen overnight. That happened because for, 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 the last, for the last 15 years, I've almost every single day just done my daily devotions. I'm gonna read, ask God to speak to me, and I'm gonna, it, it, it takes me 30 to 40 minutes, sometimes tops. Sometimes longer, but I'm gonna take 15 minutes to read. I'm gonna take f- 10 minutes to write. And five minutes ago, God, thank you for what you spoke to me. Help me to live that today. But compounded over 15 years, I, I didn't even realize, God, you, you've been changing me. And I, I was over here, 18 year old kid, feeling like, God, you wanna use me, God, you wanna do something, but I'm so jacked up, I have so many issues. I could never be a different person. And, and God's just, he's little by little, by little, by little, changed and still changing me. Like, when, when you commit to renewing your mind, you wake up one day, and you're like, I'm not the same person anymore. You wake up one day and you're like, well, I'm not. I, when did I become that guy that is so kingdom? Like, I, I, how did, because little by little by little, God just starts changing you. I remember when I woke up one day and I was like, oh God, I have gray hairs. What is happening to me? You just, you just wake up one day, it's like, I don't, like, I don't. Why? Because you committed to say, God, I'm just gonna renew my mind. God, I'm, I'm gonna live a life that I'm just, I'm devoted to reading, to consuming your word, to setting my mind on the things of God, to listening to, to worship music and, and just spending, and little by little by little, God, he changes you. He transforms you from the inside out. How do we walk worthy of God's call? How do we become the people that God, we little by little, we just posture ourselves and say, God, I'm here. Only you can change me. So God, do, do what only you can do. Renew, wash, cleanse my thinking and help me to be the person you want me to be. 
We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.